Good morning, good evening, and maybe good afternoon, depending where you're watching this from. Hi, this is Vivian. I'm, no, this is Vivian Acker. I'm Vivian Acqua, the workplace wellness advocate, and this is Let's Humanize the Workplace. And it will be a very special uh, tribute, but also empowering for those who are working mothers. This is about the power of uh, working moms. And we have, you know, we have three ladies on the panel. So I'll introduce them later on. Um, today, it's, let's say, from uh, going on from this week, it is a very exciting, um, a very exciting broadcast because I'm broadcasting from Amsterdam. So if you're, um, if you're team live or if you want to share, please share this with everybody who's a working mom because this episode will be a tribute to every working mom who is, uh, I want to empower them. We want to inspire the employees, of course, but also the employers to do better for working moms. So we are going to touch on a few, some of the items that working moms are facing. And uh, that's why I'm asking you kindly to share this with others so that they can feel inspired and they can do better when it comes to humanizing the workplace. So um, like I said, it has been a challenging week. I'm based in Amsterdam, the Netherlands. And um, at the moment, we have a shutdown from the government. Uh, the government shared uh, last Sunday that we're supposed to be working from home. Um, all public functions are closed. So the clubs are closed, uh, uh, the gym is closed, but also the schools are closed. So my son is, uh, my partner is working downstairs and we had already uh, a, a struggle, a challenge for who's going to use which screen, a monitor, because I normally use two monitors when I uh, when I do this broadcast. So I kindly ask him to if I could borrow, you know, my monitor so that uh, so that I can do this broadcast and then I'm going to split and know that I have to invest in another uh, another monitor. But besides that, Due to the corona, um, it, it has been a challenging week. It's going to be a challenging week, and it's it will be three weeks that we are remaining uh, indoors, uh, but we'll make the best out of it. And also know that I'm going to do some extra uh, live interviews or live broadcasts to share some tips about healthy remote working and also if you want to join the conversation please let me know so please also let me know if you uh can uh, hear me well because i have to monitor this from uh linkedin from facebook etc but i cannot pull up the comments from uh from linkedin so please let me know if you're mon if you can hear me and i have to you know look away from time to time to see what's happening because otherwise i can't see Otherwise, I can't see uh, the comments, and I really want to involve you in this in this conversation. So, uh, just share with me. So, um, if you're team live, thank you for being team live, and if you're hashtag team replay, thank you for team replay. And I also saw that another lady was watching, Katie Mains. So, hi, Katie. Thank you for joining this conversation, and um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, to inspire all the ladies that. 
uh, all the ladies that are working moms. So um, the reason why I'm doing this is because I am a working mom myself. I, my son, Orlando, at the time uh, this picture was taken, he was about three years old or maybe two and a half. And he's now turning seven this year. And he's the inspiration for why I'm doing what I'm doing with humanizing the workplace. But also he's my inspiration for becoming a workplace wellness advocate and help by helping managers, keeping their team members healthy, happy, and safe. And especially during these times, uh, remote working can be uh, a very challenging aspect for a lot of uh, managers. So thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thanks, Caddy, for joining. Yes, he's amazing. He steals a lot of hearts. <laughs> so going back to going back to uh, the power of working mom, I really want to highlight this lady, Maya Pope Chappelle. I've been following her for a while now. She has been doing, uh, she is a LinkedIn editor, news editor, and she has been in, uh, doing some interview series, which is very inspiring. And one of the posts that she shared last year was about her returning back from after maternity leave, which is very inspiring. And also it, it challenged me to, uh, to maybe do this more often because we need to share examples about how women are dealing with the fact that they are coming back out to work and how they can, you know, balance it all or integrate their work life. And that's why I wanted to highlight Maya Chappelle. She was, uh, I'm going to read it. So next Monday will be my first day back to work from maternity leave. I'm excited about what's to come, but I'm also dreading about the transition. This is my second time around and it's, I'm much more prepared, but that doesn't make it any easier. Moms or anyone really, I would love to hear how you prepared for your return to work after an extended leave. Tell me in the comments. So if you want to share, you know, if you want to share your story or please let Maya know that uh, I highlighted it, uh, her in this, right? Uh, so that she can be involved, but also share your story, share something about what helped you make that transition. Um, coming back to the next topic, um, last week I did a, a broadcast or an interview in Dutch about the state of the mother's rooms um, in the Netherlands. I know that this is an international problem that mothers are facing, especially mothers, who, new mothers who are breastfeeding. And uh, this is a, a, a photo shoot that Flor Fortunati has done in the Netherlands about, you know, the, the alternative mother's rooms or the, I, I call it the unhygienic mother's rooms uh, where mothers are pumping, right? So if you want to see more of the pictures what Flor is sharing, please let me know or uh, go to bit.ly bit.ly dash floor fortune and i'm just sharing a few highlights about this uh this photo shoot because i really need we really need to change this perspective we really need to, to do something about this scene because this this is not the way that it's supposed to be so um this is a mother pumping from a storage room um which isn't a, a, a good example as well and another one is a mother pumping uh, in the car, which is also a bad example. And that's also one of the reasons why I wrote an article, an open letter, uh, about humanizing the mother's rooms. We need to do our best to humanize the mother's room. I know that there are a lot of small companies out there that are facing challenges regarding humanizing the mother's room. But then again, um, the question that I had is, would you eat your four-course meal in the, in the restroom. 
And if the answer is no, and if you're doing that, then that's up to you. But don't expect a mother or don't expect a new mother to, to uh, pump her milk in the restroom anymore because that's we, we need to do something about that. So I wrote this open letter it's for every CEO, every real estate uh, manager, every real estate facilitator or facility manager because they are the ones who can really make the change happen and can really... Uh, take care of the new mothers. And I also wrote the benefits of having a mother's room and having a mother's room um, so that you can keep talent from within. So with no further ado, I think this is my last slide. Oh yeah. Um, the last thing that I wanted to share is something about the maternal wall bias, which a lot of working moms, I'm not saying all moms are facing, but a lot of working moms are facing. So I'm going to read it out loud. Maternal wall bias occurs when colleagues view mothers or pregnant women as less competent and as less committed to their jobs. She says it's a major problem, or uh, the, the, the person who was sharing this article, it's a major problem for women's career advancement. Maternal wall bias can manifest in different ways, coming from hiring committees, colleagues or individuals conducting performance evaluation. And I want to do my best together with the experts of today to uh, to do something about it. Thanks, Katie, for sharing uh, your comments. And uh, yes, the, the image is really powerful. And that's also why I wanted to do something today and speak on it today. So with no further ado, I am going to bring up my guests of today and I'm going to read some of the comments. I'm going to read their, their profiles. So Natasha, who is a chief happiness officer at Grab in Singapore, her role is to ensure grabbers are excited about work and is proud of the and are proud of the work that they do whilst bringing the best employee experience. And the next guest is Marjolein Fleur. And Marjolein is a job coach for people who uh, for people who know what they want, but are looking to get there with more clarity and less stress. We all need less stress. Mm -hmm. She also advises organizations about improving their overall HR recruitment experience. Welcome, ladies. Hey. Hey. Are you excited about today? Super. Yep. Yes. So the first question that I have is, can you share your reason for joining this panel talk? What's your why? Um, you go. Yes. Sorry, Natasha, you go. Yes. For me, it's really twofold. And, and the first thing is obviously to empower working moms out there. Mm -hmm. um, guys, the guilt doesn't go away and it's okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the first reason why I want to be here. The second part is it's really just to sort of um, talk to the employers out there, right? Um, to tell them a lot about what working moms are, what are our benefits, how fun we are. I've got two boys myself, so um, it's a lot of work, plus work as well, and a husband who pretty much acts like a baby half the time. So I think, you know, what I'm trying to say is we're a whole package, guys. Um, and I think this is basically why I'm here today. Yes, Marjolein. Oh, well, I'm here because there's so much more information out there that you could really benefit from um, in the sense that for employers, there's a lot of misunderstandings mm -hmm. as to what working moms bring to the office. Um, and moms themselves, there's so much they don't realize yet about the power and the strength that they bring and the new skills that they've gained that they're bringing in. Um, and uh, I think that uh, that deserves our time, definitely. 
and I'm so happy that you bring this up and that you're you're voicing these these ideas and these initiatives, Vivian. I have to speak up because um, also uh, Ranessa is saying maternal wall bias is equally known as birth penalty. I didn't know that. So thank you, mm -hmm. Ranessa, for sharing this. And for, for me to do this, um, some of you may know my story, some of you may, may not know my story, but I'm only going to share something. In 2013, I faced pregnancy discrimination. And at the time, I didn't know what to do about it. Um, but it always, you know, it always, it didn't sit with me well. And I wanted to speak up at that time, but I couldn't. And now I am using my voice, I'm using my platform, not to penalize the company that I used to work for, but just to inspire companies that they can do better because we can treat each other better and uh, help assist, you know, the transition of a woman coming back after maternity leave, because it is a lot, especially when you're a new mom, uh, you have a baby with no instructions and then you're coming back and also your colleague expect you to be, maybe your manager or your colleagues or the workplace is maybe expecting you to be the same, but a lot has happened. Uh, when a baby comes, you change, you feel, I, I, at least I felt empowered in a way, but I also felt like, okay, where is my role? Where do I fit in and how can I transition back to the workplace? So that's my why. And when it comes to the maternal wall, what can we do to break down that wall? Because we need to do something about that. Marjolaine. <laughs> well, well, my stance, just like I said uh, just now, is there's so much that people are not realizing mm -hmm. uh, that it's there, um, that it's a misunderstanding. Um, and I think the first step is to talk about this more and to, to address it and also to realize that this is not gender related specifically because there's loads of women out there who are mothers themselves yeah. who have huge misunderstandings about all the other mothers in the workplace or mothers-to-be mm -hmm. because they think, oh, this should be what I expect of myself or this she will have the same experience as I had. Um, whereas every child is different every pregnancy is different every motherhood is different for every yeah. child that that arrives and there are some similarities but there's so many differences i'm realizing that and making space for that and and starting up a conversation about that is really necessary um because it 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 prevents a lot of hurt and it brings out a lot of talent and good stuff that you're completely missing out on on both sides yeah. moms themselves that don't realize that they have them and companies that are just under under using them not utilizing yeah. them. natasha what do you have to add on that's true i mean i remembered um you know this term called pregnancy brain right um and what a cop that is sometimes you know we natasha just to, just to stop you but i'm not hearing you clear maybe can you turn your your uh your camera off so that we can only hear you yes what about that? Yes, that's much much better. Thank you. Awesome. Um, I think we we've all heard this term pregnancy brain as well, mm -hmm. um, and you know it, it's a cop out, right? Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's it's just at the when you're pregnant, there's just so much going on. Your body changes, your hormones are everywhere. <laughs> you know, there's mood swings, <laughs> um, and I think 
sometimes there's a lot of empathy that needs to come through. Um, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of the times, how do we support people through this invisible maternal wall, right? Is understanding, understanding again, you know, what, what you mentioned before, understanding that every motherhood is different, every child is different, every pregnancy is different. Um, and just being that support person there. Um, a mom is not just, you know, someone that cares for you, right? She's the driver, the grocery person, the psychologist, and we don't even get paid. I mean, we, we get paid by hugs and that's nice, but you know, <laughs> you know, that's sometimes that pays the bills a little bit. But you know, the understanding of what we go through within 24 hours is very different from before we were mothers, right? Or before we had children. Um, so I think just, just knowing, just being empathetic and saying, okay, this is the new you or, or this is how things can change. But we also gain a lot more new skills from it. Um, I can probably, you know, type an email while doing a plank now, you know. <laughs> I can definitely cook a roast whilst being on a call. I mean, obviously, I don't want to like advocate for multitasking, but that's mm -hmm. how, these are the skills that we can get now. Um, so, so I really believe that demolishing this invisible maternal wall you guys are missing out on some cool people like mm -hmm. seriously right <laughs> uh, but yeah but that that's just kind of my two cents yes i i love the way how you bring it and also regarding the maternal role because i've been pondering about this how companies can prevent this and i feel like we need to raise awareness so i'm doing this with this broadcast but also have those conversations in the workplace and if you need to you know have a conversation maybe as one the three of us or as one of us to facilitate that conversation regarding how are you how are you going to address this because the last thing that you as an employer as an organization want is to lose talent because they don't feel welcomed in the workplace and they feel a huge disconnect. So have those conversations, at least ask them, how are you? Are you sleeping well? Just, just the, the kind questions that it makes them feel at home, but also know that they feel um, they feel valued in the company, that they are missed in the company, right? It's the little things. And that's why, you know, ask humanized questions so that they can feel human at the workplace instead of them being a number in the workplace. So I have a few questions coming up from uh, the listeners. So one of the thing is, do you think companies need to acknowledge um, I don't know this 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 word, so maybe can can one of you help uh, help me out with pronouncing it? Matrosine, um, more in the matrosen, more in the workplace. Yes, <laughs> you know what it means. Katie, 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 please please help me out. Katie is watching live from Australia, and we different words for you, so please help me out. And she she was also sharing so many new skills and and. So much newfound confidence, definitely, definitely. I don't know how it was for you ladies, but when I became a mother, it took me a while to realize what kind of power I I had. I, um, I'm i comparing, not comparing myself with Beyonce, but Beyonce also <laughs> shared that uh, once she became a mother, she did not need to, um, she did not need to, uh, you know, address her persona such a fierce. She already knew that she had it in her, but she knew that that power, that the power of a mother who is empowered. Woo! If you have that in the workplace, definitely utilize it, but also embrace it. Embrace the mother because there, there is 
I, I cannot describe the power that mothers are having, but it's huge and it's more worthy when you treat a mother as a, a valued employee than you treat a mother as a non-valued employee because that mother is going to discuss her experience with other people and that's not what you want. Anything to add, ladies? <laughs> well, I, I love that example of Beyonce, yeah. and I do, yeah. I, I do recognize that you know, this Sasha Fierce is not a separate persona anymore. No. She's right here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I'm um, now. I lost what I was going to say. Sorry. Uh, uh, I, I do think that's the thing. I do think that um, you know, not every mother feels this way right mm -hmm. after birth or yeah. after three months or after six months mm -hmm. or even after two years maybe starts then uh, my youngest is two now <laughs> um but um um it's it, it's important to to check in with people and to raise their own awareness as well mm -hmm. all the new things they've learned i mean you know you can you can learn to multitask um like natasha just just raised or um be, become just realize that you've become really good at prioritizing yes definitely <clears throat> or your caring side comes out more mm -hmm. there's so many things that is, are very individual to you <clears throat> sorry very personal um and that's different for everyone and that makes it more interesting to figure that out and it changes a bit during during the period the first first few years of motherhood especially i think of, of how that is, has affected and changed and what is it what is it brought up mm -hmm. um, uh, so do check in with people more than just once to find yeah. out how they're doing and the same goes for goes for pregnancy as well because i think um pregnancy itself is 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 the first instance when women themselves and especially employers think oh well there goes their production value their mm -hmm. their, their, their boom um and that varies spectacularly during pregnancy. It can. I mean, some people could just keel over and need to stay in bed for nine months. Other people feel awful for 10 weeks and then feel great again for, for six months. That is very different as well, very individual uh, uh, stories. Um, so do keep checking in and that's something that that I experienced and that I've seen in other women as well that as soon as they call in sick because they're they're throwing up in the morning they get written off and then they mm -hmm. start feeling better and they're just they've been taken off their roles and their tasks and and they, they turn out great or they come back after their maternity leave and they're great again I've seen uh, I've, uh, let's, I'll see if I can share it later I've seen a great graph of Serena Williams. Mm -hmm. Yes. Bring yes. that story up as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Of, it was a chart of her um, of her accomplishments, of all mm -hmm. her wins. And it was like uh, super high, super high, super high, super high, super high. Boom, she had a baby. She came back super high, super high, super high, super high. Obviously, if you don't pay attention to, if you only see this and yeah. you don't pay attention to it going up, yeah. you're missing out on you know, Serena Williams' comeback. That's what every yeah. woman should do. Yeah. If you if you check out what what she's bringing in when she's coming back, and know and know that when she was pregnant, she was even I think twelve weeks or thirteen weeks pregnant. She won a Grand Slam, yeah, right? Yeah. She yeah. won a Grand mm -hmm. Slam. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. So. 
And that's um, what pregnancy allowed, right? So that's different for every woman as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, pay attention to to the individual story and the individual situation and make some space for that. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to the next question, Natasha. Can you share what companies can gain from working mothers? And I'm especially um, looking forward to your short story because you haven't shared your story yet. So <laughs> I've got I've got way too many stories. But, <laughs> um, I think when 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 we first kind of posed this question, you know, can you share what companies can gain with working mothers? Share three tips. I came up with four actually. That's fine. Um, I think the first the, the first big thing is that you can you can gain someone that's so much more empathetic, you know, um, someone that that can really go down to the ground, be that listening ear. Um, I I gained that a lot more after becoming a mother because I just wanted to get down to who drew this on the wall, you know. <laughs> and it kind of came to this like, all right, honey, I'm listening to you. So who held the pen, you know, and try to like deep dive into that. I'm learning these things as I go, right? Um, another thing is moms do not waste time, man. I mean, we have, you know, we're, we're, yes. we're so decisive. It's crazy. Like, just give me a proposal. If it smells right, let's go. You know, I don't think we're, we're in that case now whereby we're good. We're just going to keep thinking. We're just like, no, we, we got to move already, you know? So that's great. Another thing that you can gain definitely um, with a working mom is um, moms are incredibly adaptable. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you guys know this, but like I was just watching a show on Netflix called Babies. Um, amazing show by the way i'm on like my third episode um your amygdala in your brain actually grows um mm -hmm. when you're a mom so mm -hmm. when that baby comes out of you that piece of your brain actually changes the shape changes um and what does it do it's actually like your survival mode um and what happens is that you know when you're in the middle of the night and your baby cries and you know your husband's tapping you on the shoulder and he's saying hey <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it happens to me guys no yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> He's like, hey, your kid's crying, um, you know, because it's not his kid till 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, he's going to kill me when he watches this. But you know. <laughs> um, but I think that that part of your survival head, like you just go out there and you just execute. You know, you're just kind mm -hmm. of like, all right, let's go, baby. What do you need? You need this. Yeah. You need this. At 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm, you know, I'm making milk like with one hand, um, you know. So that that's a part of that. We're so adaptable. Um, that we can kind of like, we're, we're a little bit more, uh, you know, we can move a little bit more, right? And the fourth thing is that moms, you'll be surprised, we can improvise, man. Like, have you ever been, you know, you have to go to help. I'm not hearing you. Have you ever? And then creating I lost on you? the spot. You know? Oh, you know, and then if you, if your kid has to go to a Halloween party tomorrow and you don't have mm -hmm. an outfit. Yeah. Come on, you can create it. You can create it on the spot. You're just like, I'm going to create a cape out of this blanket. And we're just going to make it work, right? Um, and these are just some fun things that that motherhood can bring, and and what we can also utilize in in a working space. Um, and and that's just you know a lot of a lot of um, when when you guys talk about mothers and and employers and things, and I think I shared this with Vivian a long time ago um, when I first got pregnant. And um, I was just like shocked. I was like, oh crap, we just got married last month and <laughs> we got pregnant. We didn't, we didn't even have time to go on a honeymoon. And mm -hmm. I told my boss and I said, hey, I need to talk to you. And he said, okay, cool. Got me into your room. And uh, I said, I think I'm pregnant. I told my boss I was pregnant before I told my parents. Mm 
Um, and he like didn't know what to do. I mean, this was, you know, a 30 year old, just became a manager, kind of looked at me and he's like, okay. And like, he gave me like a high five, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, is this how it's meant to be? Mm-hmm. Um, and and like, and then pivoting from that, I, I went then went up to my managing director who is you know, a father and he cried. He was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you. And I'm just like thinking about this space that I've just been in for 10 minutes, right? One, this manager who, um, who, you know, single and like parties is like giving me a high five when I was, you know, when I found out I was pregnant to this managing director that cried, I was kind of like, whoa, this is like two different types of experiences yes. getting mm-hmm. in this minute. Um, and I think what it is is that, you know, I, I kind of wanted to come to this panel not to be like, hey, you know, there's a way to engage when someone tells you they're pregnant or mm-hmm. with a working mom. It's, it, it's like, it, there's no right way to do it because you're in shock, they're in shock. <laughs> you, know, you can't blame them for, for, for how you're experiencing or how they're experiencing, but you can make you, you can make it, what you can control is, is how it affects you, right? Mm-hmm. How you feel, um, how it makes you, um, you know, in, in that moment. But what I wanted to share as well is the second time I fell pregnant, I had my four months uh, coming back to work. And I think within the first week, <laughs> I found out I was pregnant again. And that was a weird little conversation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was so excited I was coming back to work. He's like, oh my God, Tash, you know, it's going to be great. And uh, I said, hey, I think I'm pregnant again. And I think like a lot, I, I could just see in his brain, right? Like there's like this movie happening. Like, oh my God, like, guys, have you not heard of stuff? You know, <laughs> Um, and then he and then he went into like solution mode. He literally like took a calendar out and he went, okay, so you're gonna be out for nine months. This is what's gonna happen. This is how you're gonna make, you know, wow. da, da, da. and I was like, whoa, you know, first of all, you didn't give me another high five, which is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's always uh, different for the yeah. second. Yeah. It is different the second time, but like I think like I have to empathize with him too, right? Like he he was just in that mode of like, okay, we've seen this Tash, we've gone through this before, let's do this mm-hmm. together. And I after that, he actually apologized to me. Like he actually took me into room and he's like, I'm so sorry that that's what I did, but like I just had to go into that space to to look at how you're gonna be productive again. Um, and I have kind of appreciated it towards the end, right? Whereby he was like, I'm really sorry that the first thing I did was did that. Like I was supposed to be a bit more empathetic, but I think to each their own. And I think he needed to have those experiences himself to sort of recognize that, to check himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was, um, and I just wanted to share that because at the end of the day, it's not really to say the employer this the wrong way, but it's really about how you sort of control it, right? Yeah. Um, and how you how you like take everything in and I know you know body's changing hormones are changing and I think that's a yeah I, I think it's really about how you accept these things sometimes yeah and Maria Line and you um well what I've, I'm 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 glad that that was your experience and thanks for sharing that story um I've, I've seen loads of different 
types of reactions from employers from oh that's great to when can we fire you to you told me you were i'm gonna have another baby why are you doing that now I, um, oh, no. that, was, that was pretty bad um and uh uh yeah my own experience with 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 sharing the the baby news is, has always been quite good uh but from uh from an hr perspective what i then see uh, happening behind the scenes and behind mm -hmm. the the employees uh, back is quite harsh. Yeah. Um, and like you said, you know, one of the, the, what surprises me is that one of the skills that you learn as a mom, you make it work. Yeah. So, you know, when you're just pregnant, everything's going blah, and th that's not the the thing that kicks in, but. I'm I'm actually quite happy to hear that um, that that was. I mean, I I understand that it felt different at the time for you, Natasha. But I'm I'm quite happy that um, your manager went into that mode of let's make this work. How how can we plan this? How can we do this? Um, rather than uh, oh my god, this is not going to work. When can we get rid of her? She's not been performing anyway because that's another halo. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Suddenly, all your performance is is devalued. Uh, and seen in a different light and oh she wasn't that good anyway so you know stories get constructed of how you were not actually valuable at all anyway mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and and that's often a response that I've seen and that made me so sad um uh, you know I'm I'm all about the human experience and and about being a being real people at work humanizing the workplace but also mm -hmm. seeing, seeing people at work as real people yeah well, you know, why would you why would you suddenly shift your perspective and and suddenly treat people as as resources just because they're they happen to be pregnant? Yeah. Um. And uh, and and yeah, I'm I'm really hoping to to raise the awareness in in employers, but also in in women, women themselves of um, how to deal with this and have these conversations. Uh, and you know, if if people don't understand, then try to explain to them. True, true. I mean, I went to a personal situation where uh, I had five managers, and one of my managers asked me, uh, "Was it planned?" So Natasha sharing her story that she told her manager before even telling her family and friends. I told my uh, my comp the company that I worked for at the time. I was about five or six months pregnant because I was sick a lot of the time. I didn't know what was happening to me. And um, I felt very alone, also very alone because I was working in a male dominated environment, in an IT environment. And um, I had my mother, but then again, she did not know, you know, she, she, she comes from another era. And there weren't that many mothers in my circle who were facing what I was facing. So I felt very alone and it. I ended up because of this whole, well, not only because of this situation, but it sparked uh, postnatal depression within me mm. because I was doubting uh, where my place, my, my role was, what, I'm, what am I going to do next? And I really want to use this, but also use this interview, use this conversation as we can all do better we can all do better, reach out to each other, uh, especially now with social media. You have so many other platforms. You have Facebook, you have Instagram, but also reach out to the tr one, maybe one of us if you want to have that conversation and don't know how to start it because uh, being an advocate on your own 
it is very challenging, like I, the way I started. But then again, uh, I hope that you find some encouragement, uh, some inspiration in this conversation, because we, we do need to have that. And going to the next, um, I have a comment. Um, oh, Sahil says hi. Thank hi. you for watching. <laughs> and uh, Katie also shared something about uh, this I hope that I'm saying it right, but I'm going to uh, read it out loud. It's a human phase of development like adolescence. Uh, the body and mind goes through significant transformation after having a baby. Lots of studies being held on this in the US at the moment. We need to teach this. Uh, we need to teach mothers that this is a normal phase and we need to help them go through it. And I, I totally agree, Katie. Thank you for, you? for yeah. joining this conversation yeah. because uh, it is needed that we help each other, support each other, especially um, during these challenging times, but also after Corona, right? After that, we can do things that we can humanize uh, the workplace for mothers, that they can feel welcome and have these conversations with each other. Uh, Katie, yes, honest and transparent conversations are so important. Thank you, Katie, for adding that up. And going to my next question, because what do mothers need to know when they are becoming a mother? Marjolein. Well, um, three tips. <laughs> Matrescence is a great, a great new word to learn. Uh, mm -hmm. Like uh, spoke about the amygdala changing. I've even mm -hmm. heard that when you have a baby, part of the baby's DNA stays in your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, all your organs move. Uh, I don't think the heart moves, but everything else gets shifted and moved around your body. And I mean, lots of people really feel that there's mm -hmm. so much going on. But um, and do realize that that's different for everyone. Um, mm -hmm. to look out for other people, for a community that can support you. There's so much going on online, especially now, but there has mm -hmm. been Facebook groups growing huge. Um, because, you know, I, I, I recognize your experience, Vivian, that you do need people around you who are in the same, same boat or have been, and just to share experiences. Yeah. So that's number two. Uh, and number three, you will be changing and you will be gaining a lot of new skills, perspectives, that's okay. Let them sink in and 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 practice some self-insight there. Just investigate that and mm -hmm. find out what's happening and find out all the new things that you've learned that came along with having that new baby around and that second baby and that whatever your individual situation is, how that has impacted you and what has it brought you. Yeah. There's loads of good things that that come out of that. Um, and if you if you spend some time figuring that out, think about thinking about it yourself, asking other people around you, um, you can list that and have that as a basis for, you know, this is this is what I bring now. This is my worth. And Natasha, what do you have to add in from that to that? What do women need to know when they're becoming a mother? Mm -hmm. um, I thought of three things. The first thing is again, you know, your body changes, right? Um, things are gonna blow like you know your legs are gonna get swollen all that sort of stuff just be kind to yourself it's gonna be okay you know um your priorities will start to change um mm -hmm. you know that late night will not happen anymore because your other late night is gonna happen so trust <laughs> me those things will change um and I, and the last one i i think is is your heart will melt right um mm. what you think what you think 
um, the, you know, when you see a poo now, you think it's disgusting, but when you're a mom, it'll be the cutest poo ever. You know, um, it is. It is true. You're like, oh my god, th that's gross. And then when like your baby first had his first poo, you're like, oh my god, good job, honey. Um, you, know, you find these little moments to yourself that you find suddenly, oh my god, that's adorable. You know, him making a mess and eating. It's like, oh, that's so cute. You know, but you will find you will find these little moments, and you're gonna be shocked at how you react to them um but you're gonna feel so much joy you're gonna be you're gonna feel so much joy every single day and that's mm -hmm. pretty much that yeah <laughs> thank, you. thank you i wanted to add in that um do not investigate but research uh what the policies are regarding pregnancy but also the policies what you have regarding maternity leave um, if it's not clear, ask HR or ask your manager or ask a previous uh, woman that you know, a colleague that you know within the company who faced, uh, who faced, you know, going through pregnancy within the company herself. Because I, we, we do need to hear those stories and we do need to learn from that. Um, especially in the Netherlands, a lot of women don't realize that they are obliged to have an hour, um, how do you say, pause? Um, sorry. Um, you can have an hour rest. rest. You have, you have your break. break. You have, you an, have a uh, yes. There's lots of yeah. regulations. Yes. Yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. So please look out, investigate what are, you know, the, the, the local guidelines. So look at what the government is sharing about being pregnant, but also coming back to work and look out, research what is happening within the, within the workplace. And as a personal tip of mine, uh, connect with other mothers because you need that. You need that sisterhood, you need that motherhood and you need to share experience because my mother, you know, she forgot about her pregnancy and I'm the first of the four and she didn't realize that she was going through a postnatal depression herself. Um, so that was uh, after talking to her and seeing, you know, the things from the past that I memorized that she wasn't happy when, uh, when um, during some of the pregnancies, I don't know if my brothers or sisters are watching, so I'm not going to share who, but there were some uh, pregnancies that where she weren't happy. And then I realized that she was going through uh, a not so positive phase for herself. And uh, the last thing that I do want to share is um, before you became a mother, you are a person. Remember that you, after, you know, giving birth to your, your child, remain that person or be that person because it, your motherhood role is a role, is a title, but that's not the only title and the only role that you are wearing. So uh, what I'm trying to say is go out with friends, speak, speak, you know, just have a lunch or maybe have a coffee or a tea so that you socialize and feed off uh, investing in your own personal development. That's what I'm saying in all these fancy words, but investing you. That's what I'm sharing, what I wanted to share. So, um, one sunny so, thumbs up and one regular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Can you share three tips for companies to attract working mothers during the world for talent? Natasha. Cool, I'll start. Yeah. Um, three tips of of what we do here in our organization and what other companies can kind of pick up. Mm -hmm. 
is to just be real with the talent, you know, tell mm -hmm. them how it is like being a working mother here in, the, in your organization um, and, and just be really real with them because you don't, the last thing you want is for them to come in and be like, all right, where's the nursing room? And then there's none, um, <laughs> you know. So, yeah. The second one is definitely, I mean, to echo what you mentioned before, Vivian, I mean, it's really that support group is really to build, um, you know, this employee resource group that mothers can kind of hang out with other mothers um, mm -hmm. and have that support system, mm -hmm. um, a place they can share, you know, share their tips and things like that. Um, that's really cool. I know in places like in other organizations, they even have um, a, like a pregnancy group as well mm -hmm. that teaches them how to uh, do breastfeeding. Uh, mm -hmm. breastfeeding center, which I'm like, wow, that is amazing. Um, so so that's that's pretty cool as well. I think the third tip I'll share is um is, is really show how flexible you are and how you can accommodate for, for mothers. So um, just to put it out there, we're moving to a really cool new building um, and we're working with um, you know the, the design team to actually even have a, a space for children. Um, and yeah, okay. which is we're so cool. that means that you're promising to share pictures when it's done, right? Yes. Am I hearing oh, that right? <laughs> I'm so excited. I can believe that's a part of my project that I have to yeah. pick toys for kids mm -hmm. <laughs> in organizing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's super cool. So um, just show them, you know, you can have it all um, yeah. sometimes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for sharing. I'm, I'm really looking forward to ha just have a, maybe a sneak preview of once it's done. Please share the images so that I can highlight uh, highlight that room as well. And Marjolaine, for you? Well, the, the, the top tip at the top of the list is um, to uh, work out uh, an employee journey map mm -hmm. yeah. for mothers. Yeah. Maybe make two. Make one for pregnant women and make one for mothers. Um, and talk to actual mothers and talk to pregnant women to yeah. figure out what their experiences are and what's holding them back, what the bottlenecks are, what's not a big problem at all you don't need to work on first because you will definitely figure out new things and, and find new bits of information that you hadn't thought of before. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, an obvious one is that Friday afternoon drinks are hmm. great for employees but not for moms because... No. They just need to get that baby out of daycare or they want to just go home and, ah, um, you know, you could do it on a different day perhaps, but not Friday afternoons. Um, and there's lots of little things there that you're not aware of that limit uh, talent to, to really fully um, be utilized. Um, and that limit people, you know, if you, if you really definitely have to be in at nine in the morning and you can't make it work with your daycare, or um, your kid's sick and you need to work from home. The flexibility, like Natasha said, is really important. But there's mm -hmm. definitely different things that, that are going to come out of an employee journey map that you hadn't realized or that you hadn't realized were so important um, and that are really often structural things that make it more difficult yeah. for mums, for powerful mums that bring a lot of value to the workplace. Mm -hmm. They haven't realized that we're holding them back. Yeah. I totally I agree. Sorry, Natasha, what were you saying? No, I love the employee journey. I'm I'm like mm -hmm. literally taking notes right now so that we can kind of <laughs> later. It's so much Get fun. Get back to me after yes. and I'll, I'll, I'll help you out with that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much.
Well, when it when it comes to attracting working mothers, right? Like Natasha shared, be honest about if you have a nursing room, and if not, be honest about what is the alternative that you have. Uh, maybe there is something else that you can offer, or maybe you're in a co-working space where another company is has a nursing room or has a remote nursing room. There are so many uh, there's so many ways to accommodate mothers, and also disabled toilet because that'll make them run away <laughs> i mean no after after this interview after this episode i don't want to hear any more stories about mothers pumping in the restroom because that is a no-go that is a no-go so um can I, can I share a story about yes that? definitely yeah um i was not interrupting the flow here but um uh the first one of the first companies that I that I worked in in HR, mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, a mom coming in and she mm -hmm. was employed, um, and she asked one of my coworkers in my HR team, where, "Where can I pump?" And that HR person didn't know the answer because she had never been asked the question before. Mm -hmm. uh, she said, "Well, I have no idea. Well, perhaps you could use this toilet because it's the most roomy one." Um, and then later on, I found out, and then I became pregnant myself, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that was really bad. That was a really bad response mm -hmm. um, because someone else had come along and really made a point of we need a pumping room. We need a mother. Yeah. So this is not on. And I said, you're rightly so. You're really right. But what I thought was, okay, that was a mistake. Now we know better, and now we do better. Yeah, true, true, so, true. And that's and goes for the question oh was that a planned baby that's okay that's none of your freaking business no now you know now you know better and now you're not going to ask people that anymore even yeah. if you want to they may they may offer that information at a later stage of your chatting that's a really bad question i mean in my mind i was just thinking like okay do you need to have a schedule of when you know we are having you know what you know, intimate time, because that to me was a totally inappropriate question. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> know, when you know better, you do better. True, yeah. true. Maya Angelou. Yes, yeah. I love that quote. I love that quote. And regarding to mothers, um, the three tips that, or one of the, the other tips that you can, can share is, um, we know that sometimes a company doesn't know how to deal with the things or how to uh, help mothers out, just like Marjolein shared, um, maybe help or help the Marjolein shared about the employee journey for mothers, but also um, ask their, you know, ask them, involve them so that they can help shape uh, the new work environment because we're in this together, especially now with, with during COVID. And one of the other things that also Natasha um, shared about is flexibility because in the Netherlands before, um, remote working was only for mainly for IT or for uh, those remote workers or so consultants. Now we're being asked by the government that we have to work from home as much as possible. And I see so many positive, uh, so many positive experiences, so many positive stories. Companies really going all out to help employees to work from home. So in my mind, it is like okay, after COVID, we need to. Uh, embrace flexibility. We need to help parents become um, become more flexible because sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't work out to be there on time on nine o'clock or maybe uh, eight thirty. And I also wanted to emphasize. I know that this broadcast is especially for mothers, but 
we have parents in all shapes and sizes and in all diverse people um, know that um, to look out for a policy that works for all parents, that include all parents. I know that this broadcast is only for working moms, but I do know that they are working fathers. I do know that they are working other couples. Um, and um, I don't want to exclude them from this conversation, but because of the topics, I am focusing on the moms, but know that in my heart, uh, I'm also, you know, I, I also want to address the fact that companies, the companies that do are, are watching HR managers, uh, CEO, maybe uh, address it also from uh, an inclusive parent. Uh, policy that the last thing last question what is your wish for 2025 regarding humanizing the workplace and working mothers natasha whoa okay <laughs> no it's a big question <laughs> it's a question i mean 2025 yeah. goodness mm -hmm. me um yeah. you know i wish i wish for a workplace to be a lot more empathetic to working mm -hmm. mothers. um yeah. and moms out there not to be so hard on yourselves that is my wish for everybody. Um, I can share that when I was growing up, my mom was um, the working mom. Um, and she knew she couldn't be there for us for everything. So she told us ever since we were kids that she's gonna prioritize three things, right? And she said, when you're sick, I'll be there, when you do well in school or when you break something. <laughs> um, and these were sort of, I mean, obviously it, mean, it meant that, you know, she missed a couple of piano lessons or whatever mm -hmm. that it is, but she prioritized and we knew where we stood and she was always mm -hmm. there for us, um, you know. So I think, at the end of the day, moms out there, don't be so hard on yourself. Um, I know some days it's hard, and some days it's you're, you're juggling all these plates, but it's okay. We we're all we're all in this together. Um, for employees, you know, we just just be just be real with us, right? Um, we are different now than when before we were mothers, um, but we're still kind. We're still the same. We're, we still have our, we still want to be here. We still want to contribute to your organization. We just got a different way to do it. So stay flexible, stay real. And yeah, that's about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Thank you. And Mario Lang. I, I love one of the first things that Natasha said. I mean, the whole thing was great. And um, it, more empathy. Mm -hmm. um, and the other one is that, oh, there's the sun again. Yeah. Make your assumptions go down. Mm. Interest in your curiosity go up. Yeah, yourself for employees for the women in the workplace, um, and uh, then you'll figure it out. I mean, you'll you'll find a way. You'll get the information. You'll talk to each other. You find out what is really actually going on. Um, uh, when you drop those assumptions about what women should be, what you should be as a working mom, um, what you know, what, what they can contribute, what they can't contribute, what they will have lost and, and have been become uh, uh, a dead weight to the company, whatever. Mm -hmm. If you have assumptions, because they're not, mostly they're not true, and get curious of, about what's really going on. Um, my wish is that that will bring about the, a much more realistic um, view of, of every individual situation. Sure. I want to piggyback on that regarding empathy. So we are all humans and um, I'm not forgetting that 
you came from a mother yourself. And if your mother or your sister or your wife or uh, girlfriend is facing the same thing that working mothers now are facing regarding maternal bias, um, it can be harmful for the unborn child. It can be destructive for the future relationship. It can be hurting for your company brand. So think beyond what it costs. Think beyond, think think about, you know, the investment, what you're getting back if you treat the mother in a certain way or if you have more empathy for the situation because um, becoming a mom is already challenging. Uh, having a growing body is already challenging. And the last thing that you want to do is cause a situation where it might be harmful for uh, the mother or for the child. And that's not what you want. So uh, my wish is to end the biases. I know we have a long way to do, but I'm playing my part or we are all playing our part uh, during this discussion. And um, let's make the let's make the workplace more humanized for mothers. Yes. Yeah. I have a one one thing. You have a fan, Natasha. <laughs> Marilyn Yi. She's sharing hello from uh, Singapore, go Tash. Mom sh should have, uh -huh. uh, mom should start adding their mom skills on their CV. That's mm. a good thing. Yes. That's a good thing. Thank you. Thank you, Marilyn, for adding that. She was a previous guest speaker. So um, I want to thank you ladies for this discussion. I know we went over time, but this value, the information was so, you know, I had to go over time with this, but I wanted to thank you from my heart because um, I hope to inspire the mothers. I hope to inspire employers and employees with this conversation and please continue this conversation and know that the three of us are available. If you want to have, if you're, you, you want to answer any question, we want us to answer any questions or uh, if you're watching the replay, also uh, share your comments in there and I will direct it to uh, the ladies uh, if you want to refer to them, but know that you're not alone in this and know that we are here to help. So thank you for this conversation and I'm going to uh, going to log off. So uh, Natasha and Marilyn, if you can please hold on to the end of the conversation and I'm just going to close off. So. Just for now, I'm going to share uh, the broadcast for uh, the upcoming day. So tomorrow I'll be sharing a healthy tips for remote workers. That will be uh, Wednesday, 18 March, uh, 3 p.m. Uh, Central European time. So 3 p.m. Central European time. And the day after that, I'm going to be having a, a Dutch day. So the first conversation will be held in the morning, 10 uh, a.m. with uh, someone from VC. It might be Mark Peter Piper, but it also might be his colleague about uh, VC and the intrinsic motivation in Dutch. And another Dutch conversation will be about, um, yeah, I don't know how to translate Brazilian, but it will be purposely at the workplace or soulfully at the workplace. And it will be with Mireille Bruin, um, 7.45 p.m. Central European time. So next week we'll be all loaded with uh, a few English conversations. And um, again, I want to thank you for watching this. And if you're watching the replay, also thank you for watching the replay and share this, share this discussion with other people, share this interview with other working moms so that they can feel inspired and share this with HR as well so that they can also learn from this conversation. Thank you. And until the next time, my name is Vivian Aqua. Goodbye.